0: This is Dale Junior, and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Come on over
1: to the pit road here if you need to. Come on over to the pit road. Come on down here. Come on down here. Coming to you guys. See you. Ain't got no power.
0: Hey everybody, it's Junior. Uh, Post Bristol, uh, second place finish, and uh, that was a long day. That was probably the. That's probably the hardest. I I've worked at Bristol, regardless of the finish. We um <clears throat> we started out the weekend, we put up a good lap in practice for qualifying, so we thought we had a pretty good car for qualifying. And uh the car was real fast when we went out and made our mock run. We um <clears throat> went to go qualifying just didn't you know, the track had tightened up quite a bit from the Xfinity practice, so we didn't we didn't run real well and real well in our qualifying attempt, but we uh, started 20th uh, in the race and under the pace laps. You know, I'm out there warming up the tires and getting the car ready to go. And I'm warming up the brakes. You you know, you gas the throttle and you you know you scrub the tires and you brake a little bit and heat the brakes up. Nothing crazy. Well, we have a system on our car that is there for a driver who has a stuck throttle. So when your when your throttle sticks, the first reaction you have is to slam on the on the brake pedal, and you're going to apply an extreme amount of pressure to the brakes in that situation, and it'll read this brake pressure through sensors and shut the engine off, and um, the engine will still fire, but it'll be just a misfire. It won't really create any power, but. Uh, it should take a very large force of brake pressure to, to make this happen. So I'm out there, you know, scrubbing the tires and braking a little bit and heating up the brakes some. Nothing I haven't done in, in the past. And apparently it's set this system off. Uh, there's, two, there's two types of systems there's, the, there's this system where you use the brake pedal to shut the engine off, the brake pressure, or you have a, a, a button on your steering wheel I don't like the button because anybody that has a suck throttle you're gonna hit the wall or whatever you're gonna hit in a matter of a second and nobody's got time to be mashing a button so I ain't even thinking about a button I'm thinking about freaking out so this brake pedal brake pressure sensor is something that I really like and have always used and I'm glad that we use it at HMS so once that thing is set off, once, it's, once someone's applied pressure to it and it kills the power to the engine, the way to reset it is to turn the car off and back on. Basically, we call it cycling the ECU. So that's all I needed to do. But in the heat of the moment, you mash the gas, it's not going anywhere, it's popping and spitting and not moving. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm not thinking that I've engaged this system because I've not mashed the brake pedal like a maniac. So it was a weird deal. Uh, all I needed to do was, was shut the car off, uh, shut the power of the car off and cycle the power, turn the power back on and everything would have been fine. That's what we did on pit road, but you know we lost two laps doing it. I could have done it on the racetrack if I was smart enough and not lost the lap. So it caused a lot of trouble. I think the 43 car got ran into the back of. Probably a couple other guys got ran into. So that wasn't any good. Um, How did that happen? We uh, come out on the racetrack two laps down. We had to work real, real hard all day long. We had to use a lot of people up and do a lot of slide jobs and slamming doors and just going crazy. Driving like a maniac all day long trying to get some track position back and just trying to make a day of it we had about a 10th or 15th place car we couldn't really get it dialed in and get it comfortable and uh we got real lucky on those late restarts to 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 move forward so you know starting on the outside is so critical there especially on used tires nobody's going to pit late in the race so you're you're cycling tires you're starting on use restarting on used tires and you you know that bottom groove groove just gets worse and worse and worse it was uh it was great to have Peyton at the racetrack for Nationwide. That was a lot of fun. Um, he probably was really overwhelmed. We took him down on pit road, and there's fans everywhere. All you know, the fans are, can get right up to the car and and get your autograph and so forth. And I think he was really overwhelmed with that because he's like, he was telling me he's like, man, on on game day we don't talk to anybody. Nobody can get to us, and and we don't, you know, we're in our we're in game mode, and it's nothing like this. And so he was really overwhelmed with that and thought that was crazy. I think he hung around for hundred laps or so. We weren't having a good day, so he took off. They were having—he was flying back to Colorado, and they were getting some snow, so I think they needed to get out of there before it got too bad. The racetrack was selling banana sandwiches, and a dollar for every sandwich went to Blessings in a Backpack. So I don't know how many of those they sold, but I sure appreciate the track doing that, and the Blessings in a Backpack sure appreciates it. We're still—we uh, still have one week left to take donations at dalejuniorsandwich.com We're up to 45,000, so we're probably going to get to that 50,000 mark we were shooting for and then some. So thanks to all the fans who have donated to dalejunior.com for blessings in a backpack. That's something that uh you all should be very proud of. Going forward, you know, we just need to get a little bit better, but I, you know, it's it's not so much as just, hey, we need to get better. We try to set up in our car this particular weekend that we've never ran before. We went in the direction that we, you know, that's, that's something we never tried or never really thought to run at Bristol, and we need to do that. We need to, you know, it's good to get aggressive and try things and see if we can find something that no one else has. And, you know, we didn't really handle that well or the car didn't drive that great, but we ended up with a decent result that we can be proud of. And we can take this information and learn from it and try to make it better you don't uh you don't throw you don't ball it up and throw it out the throw it out in the trash you You go home and try to learn why it didn't work and try to figure it out and make it work. You're going to need that kind of stuff in the chase to be strong so it's you know i felt I felt like we could have took our standard set up there and maybe had an easier day of it, but you just never know how those late cautions are going to fall. Uh, Kevin Harvick knows guys had a great car struggled On that inside line late and the 24 did the same thing he drove all the way up to second place and that inside line got him late It's a tough deal starting down there. It's pretty much impossible. So We'll take it. We'll go to Richmond. We're gonna run an Xfinity race for Hellman's Junior uh, Motorsports was pretty fast there last year. So I'm looking forward to, to running that race and and we'll, we'll dial that cup car in. We're going to rerun it during the daytime. It's going to be slick. You ain't going to be able to get no power down off the corner. The car's not going to be driving very good, but that's what the race car drivers enjoy. So I hope you guys uh, had a good weekend and hopefully enjoyed what we were doing out on the racetrack. And I uh, hope you enjoy the download. We'll talk to you later.
2: All right. Thank you, Dale Jr. This is the Dell Jr. Download presented by Spy. Be happy with all new Spy Dell Jr. paint scheme sunglasses. It's called Livery Series. They're available in the Dirty Mo, General, Daga, McCoy, and Admiral frames. Get yours today at spyoptic.com. I'm Mike Davis. I'm here with first name Davis. How are your first name? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. My man Travis Peterson, engineer on the 88 team, is here. Travis? Yo. yo. Uh, you know, much like yesterday's race, this podcast has the potential to start sucking right at the beginning because, <laughs> because our boy Taylor is not here. And so uh, th- th- this is probably, if there's a time to, to really make it suck at the beginning, it's probably after this weekend's race. Um, I don't know that I can rebound us to get to a runner-up finish. But we're bring it back. It's okay. We have, a few, it back. we have a okay. few celebrities coming in the <laughs> okay. show. Some help. We got some <laughs> yeah, help. Yeah, we got
3: some help coming.
2: Travis. I have been saying all year that this team has a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> yeah, listeners of this podcast know this, and yet every week, you guys never cease to amaze me on on how much more you can screw yourselves. like what is what are y'all doing, Travis? man? What I, possibly I could go wrong next? that you still that, let me just clarify. You still come back and finish in the top five. It's almost like we're being punked. Yeah. It's almost like we're being punked. It's like, or there's a bet out there that's like, okay,
4: what can we do this week and still finish in the top five? Yeah, we keep spotting the field a few laps or something <laughs> like that. And it's, it's certainly a few positions. makes I mean, our job a lot harder. <laughs> qualifying has been the issue all year.
2: Yeah. And, and people, people complain about it. And I'm sure they did after this 20th place qualifying effort on Friday. But after lap one, I bet they would have loved to have 20th back. I mean, it's yeah. like, don't complain about 20th until you're 40th.
4: <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least we keep proving that the qualifying we can overcome. It makes it a lot harder on all of us, but we get it. We still get up there at some point.
2: Man, I couldn't believe it. Like, what else could go wrong? And now it's the, you have no power. And i, I got to be honest, I appreciate Dale Jr. explaining everything in great detail because I didn't understand it myself. And, and I'm listening to Dell Jr.'s audio there, and I understood that it was a kill mechanism to replace the old, you know, press the button to kill the car, mm-hmm. um, which is a safety, uh, safety mechanism if your throttle gets hung. I didn't know that you guys – I don't know how how – is this a new thing to where, you know, where you get this brake pressure system?
4: Well, the, the current setup it came with the ECU, you know, when they got away from carburetors and went to fuel injection. Got it. The way it is right now, what happened. And he did a great job explaining um, essentially what happened. It had nothing to do with him warming up the brakes before the race. You know, just in hindsight, we got to on the plane looking at the data and figuring it all out. And basically something was just wrong with that brake pressure, like he said, and it tripped and it read a really, really high value. And it, But it, it read that value from the moment it turned on, um, on pit road. So like he said, it has to reach all these certain things that happen at one time in order to engage that stuck throttle kill that he was talking about. And uh, when he finally went back to the restart, he had enough throttle, enough RPM, and then that brake pressure was still high that then at that point it triggered and it shut it off.
2: So is, so this is just kind of one of those fluky things. I mean, obviously was, he didn't do anything in the world It was a freak
4: accident, like no idea what's going on. Like he said, he could have fixed it on track. We didn't know what was wrong at the time. Um, he had to cycle the ECU. It didn't end up being anything with the batteries. But how do you um,
2: cycle the ECU on, on the track? I mean, I guess you could well, just – oh, because on the caution laps, I guess you can kill the
5: car. Well,
4: you know, he would have had to do it after he had the issue because we didn't know we had the issue until I got gotcha, you, okay, right? okay, So, but rolling through one and two on the back stretch or something, he could have just shut the car off, cycled the ECU, and fired it back up and kept going. We would have had to be on pit road. You know, maybe it would have saved us a lap. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, that didn't affect the result, but that, you know, he could have done that had we known. But you never know in that situation what's wrong. You know, it just – was it – you know, when we see him just stop on a restart, is—is is it something wrong with the gear? Is it something? It took all the way till he was pulling on pit road for him to say no power. So we just sent the guys over the wall to cycle the ECU and flip the battery switch and just cover all the bases, and make sure everything was okay.
2: Okay, so I can accept this. All right, this is this is fascinating to me. So I can move past this Bristol incident, and now I'm going back to this. You're telling me that just
4: extreme brake pressure will trigger the car off, if it's if it's paired with throttle. Because if it's paired with throttle, gotcha. Because I'm
2: sitting here going, "Are you telling me? No. Anytime some one bar fool just happens <laughs> to block you, and you're going to have to slam on no. the binders here. What if? How can the it's car? It's saying
4: not if I see you know this much throttle and this much brake at the same it. time, something's wrong. You're not really sitting there on both pedals only thing that would be is if the throttle was stuck. So this let me is shut why, this off. This is
2: why you have smart people in the sport, Davis. Exactly. Uh, this is why I'm trying to understand it, and he's and he's sitting there going, all right, here, 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 dumbass, this is how this works. <laughs> not true. Yeah, not no. True. <laughs> um, okay, so that's what happened. And so Dale Jr. goes two laps down right at the beginning, and much like other weeks this year, He's battling back. Uh, Martinsville, you know, got in an early incident, and he had to battle back. and And this one, I felt like we get the laps back pretty quickly. If, obviously, if you're going to have problems, have them early enough in the race where yeah. you got time Very to true. get your laps back. And that's again what happened. And uh, he methodically came back through the field. Uh, but I got to ask you though, during that moment when the adrenaline of a green flag drop is is going on, you've been working all weekend, and you see your car crawling up around the rim and it's basically trying not to get run over. (laughs) I want to know what that conversation on the pit box is like.
4: Well, so it's weird. You know, instantly we all feel exactly like you, Junior Nation, everybody feels. The heart sinks. You're like, oh, gosh, what's wrong? This is terrible. And then you instantly, like, we have to switch and go, you know, let's fix this. What's going on? Let's diagnose it. And um, obviously, you know, we're we're looking at it. We're seeing that he's stopping. Then he tells us he's got no power and he's pulling on pit road. So we're like – all right, you know, batteries, ECU, and those are the two main things when you don't have power. You know? Right. So it's like the ECU cycle that he calls it. It's like restarting a computer. You basically turn off the Master computer. Reboot. Exactly. So we turn off. We uh, Adam jumped over the wall and did the boat switch for him while he's cycling the ECU. And basically the, between you, those two things, we knew we'd cover some kind of a power issue. He fired it up and drove it off. We're like, did you have to remember a password or anything? to get? No. Oh, okay, no. good. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one guy inside the car. You don't have to protect the stuff. <laughs> Who, who's got the password? Hold up. Who's got the password?
2: <laughs> wow. Crazy stuff. And then you come back through there. Uh, Dale Jr., just a remarkable drive. I mean, the guy's wheeling it the whole time. Yeah. Got a little aggressive there, too. Did you notice that? You know, in fact, there was one point where TJ, I think that Dale Jr. kind of got into it a little bit with uh, Ty Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, late in the race, and uh, it it absolutely cut Ty Dillon's tire, or it it put the sheet metal to where it was cutting against tire. TJ reported to Dell. Eh, no, no, you didn't put him in the ball. Everything was good. It was uh, it happened with the thirty eight. But i would tell you something. I think Dell Junior actually started Ty's problems at that point, and I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I mean, Dell Junior was wheeling it, and he had to get rough in there, and he was aggressive on restarts. Um, this is the kind of Dell Junior you like to see. Am I wrong?
3: No, I mean, I I think he kind of felt bad on the radio chatter. He kind of felt like, that wasn't me that put the 14 into the wall. And he was like, no, no absolutely not. And then the 38 came along and did what Dale did times 10 is what the TV <laughs> made it seem like. That's, so that's, like. that's kind of what I if felt. If yeah. Ty had any problem with Dale, it went completely away once the 38 came crawling.
4: What yeah. did you think, Travis? <laughs> yeah, well... It was one of those deals where it was so hard to pass. I mean, you could see it watching it, and everybody's in the high groove. And, and, and Dale got to the point where he'd get to somebody, and for a few laps he'd try to pass them clean. But every time you'd drive underneath him, you just couldn't make the pass because they were, had the momentum on the straightaway. So he'd go in, and he'd start hitting him in the bumper, like, hey, I'm here, hey, I'm here, you know, let me go. And about the time they didn't, then he'd just start hitting them more or driving in there. And I think he thought he would be able to push up right to the 14 and then – Maintain the pass, just kinda get him scared enough that he got up in the marbles and he actually hit him, you know, obviously. Um I don't think it was an intentional deal. This is what I wish he would have done with Jamie McMurray at Texas two weeks ago.
2: We well, you know, we were kinda stuck, I think it was at Texas, was it not? Where we were behind Jamie McMurray for about fifty or sixty laps. It felt it felt like a million. Yeah. And um, you know I don't mind. I like it when Dell roughs it up a little bit. Um, let's see what else here. I got a lot of notes that I just from this race. Um something I wanna ask you about, Travis. There Clearly, uh, there was a lot of car counting uh, going on on yeah. that road. And and I want to ask you something about that because I got a little bit annoyed. I know we were doing it, and I know you have to do it because you're trying to get the advantage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but there was a pit stop where Chase Elliott basically stopped. Yeah. And and we were in perfect position to uh, be in – uh, I guess we're trying to be the even number and therefore start on the outside lane. That was the preferred lane. Yep. And Chase basically stopped. Does this feel like uh, this stopping and going and log jamming that's going on on Pit Road? It, like, this just feels like this is going to be that next ridiculous trend that ultimately is going to s- end up in some new NASCAR role. <laughs> it sort of feels like the, the side skirts being flared out when every team yeah. was doing it. And you're like, okay, well, this will last only so long. But this, I don't know, even when it was – to our advantage yesterday, it kind of just felt annoying to me. And it's like, okay, so now we've got TJ doing math up on the, on the roof. <laughs> what possibly could go wrong?
4: They got it wrong the first time, but that was because cars stayed out. Uh, it's, it only really applies at, you know, a few tracks where there's a, a distinct advantage for one lane. Um, Bristol being one of them because of the high lane through the corners. Um, there's a few other tracks where, you know, the high groove doesn't get good traction, so you want to be on the bottom. That's a harder call to make because you're giving up a whole row. Yeah. You know, when you want to just give up one spot and start on the outside, you're not really starting any different. You just have the preferred lane. So here it's, it's easy to say, yes, try to give up a spot. Um, but it's, it's not going to happen a lot, and there's really no way to police it because, you know, you could just go slow. Chase took it to the extreme and just Chase, stopped. Ch- he stopped. <laughs> he got out. He, you know,
2: he went to the restroom. He uh, grabbed a big gulp. He the, went, got one the, of them Dale Jr. sandwiches and hopped yeah, back in the Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I, I swear, I've had rest stops, uh, you know, on long trips that weren't as long as what Chase did <laughs> on pit road for that pit. And it just it aggravated me because I wanted us on that uh, outside. I thought we'd played it perfectly. Uh, but, uh, you know, TJ doing math that that's going to screw us up eventually. <laughs> and honestly, I think that there are some, you know, you see at least one incident every race where some car gets banged up a little bit, trying to be cute and, you know, and get that when you're like, just start on the inside. I thought Dale, when he started on the inside during this race, there was one where he dropped a few positions, but for the most part, he held his own and his restarts were just killing the other day. I mean, they were just, they were fantastic. Now, let me talk to you about this. We did get the benefit of being on the outside row for the last three restarts, yes. which were huge in yes. this finish. Yes. They were huge because I told Dale this. Yeah, I said it was perfect. We be, we were able to pass cars in pairs. and we So anytime the next caution came out, we were still even. If yep. we just passed one car, we were done. Mm-hmm. If we passed two cars or four or six, we're good mm-hmm. as long as everything works out. That's kind of what happened. And so when they had these restarts happen at the end, He was able to take off, gain a couple more spots, and next thing you know, you're in second place. Could we have, uh, if one more caution, could we have had something for Carl?
4: Start on the inside, I really don't think so. Uh, Dale said it, and we all kind of knew it as well. We had a good car, and we worked on it and got it to where he could maintain position, but I don't think we had a car that was going to drive to the front. Um, You know, we need to do a little better job and get him some more turn and get him a little more drive off because he was struggling with being able to put the throttle down. Yeah. That was kind of why. I mean, you could see – we had a good restart in the last one. We were fourth, got right to second, and kind of peaked. And but then we just couldn't keep up with the nineteen. Yeah, but, he was fast.
2: But you had to rough him up Dale yesterday. You know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't I water mean, cooler if, Dale. It was rough him up we Dale. We were
4: hoping that he would have one bobble and we could get to his bumper. You know, try the bump and run, Bristol classic deal. But realistically, we didn't have a good enough car to go run him down. But those restarts were they were perfect. We were on top of the box, just laughing like, "All right, we're six. We could use a restart." And somebody hit the wall. We're like. Wow, that was great. So then we were fourth, and we're like, man, we're even again. Oh,
2: hey, there's another caution. This is great. (laughs) That's
4: fantastic.
2: Well, second consecutive runner-up finish, third runner-up of this season. Again, they're making it look easy if you just look at the stats, but the fact is this team will uh, find something to do to make it interesting for us. I mean – Travis, do you understand how fun your Sundays could be if you just did it the normal way? Oh, I know. <laughs> it could be a lot better. Like Next week at Richmond, Dale will stop at a railroad section, let wait for a long train, then uh, wait for some kids to cross, and then go. He'll be three laps down, and he'll still finish in the top five. <laughs> I mean, like, what next? What could happen to Richmond? I mean,
4: yeah, we need a little bit of luck to go our way, and it'll help us a lot. Uh, but it's it's cool to see everybody dig deep. Nobody give up. Pit crew, road crew, driver, everybody on top of the box. You know, just stay with it. Figure out a way to get back. It's it's really cool to see the team putting that much effort in. I, I think that's going to be great things for us later in the season.
2: I hear you. Dale Jr. Six in points. Uh, no wins yet. Four top fives. Three runner-up finishes. Uh, five top tens. Um, you know, this Bristol – Bristol between 2010 and 2015 – it was kind of rough, rough uh, stretch there uh, for us. I mean, it was like a not a bunch of poor finishes, but it was like a stretch of mediocrity, which. Last year, sucks. spring
3: Bristol was. That was. Right. Not, We've didn't been spotting the yeah. field way too many yeah. laps at Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so first right. time in a while. Yeah, we last came year back. did not get our way. Last right.
4: year we did the same thing. It was just a different circumstance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But you went back there in the fall, finished ninth, and you get the second. Uh, so it's like we're sort of regaining our old form there at Bristol. Um, haven't led laps there since 2013. Uh, Richmond is going to be kind of the same way. It's it's kind of hit or miss for us, but, you know, we finished fifth there last September. Um, haven't led really quality laps there since 2012. Can you give us a little insight on this? You know, actually, before you say that, I was fascinated by what Dale said about the setup because you took to Bristol a setup that he says you hadn't really run before. And I was curious, it made me want to ask you, what is the evolution of that of a setup? like at what point do you guys start implementing or game
4: planning the setup? It's got to be well before the weekend, right? yeah, two two to three weeks out, we will come up with a real baseline type setup, uh, very similar to the year before with a few tweaks on you know things we fought the last race. Um, then within the week of the event, we have several meetings where Greg myself. Uh, The other engineers, shock guy, car chief, everybody has a little bit of input to, hey, this is what we fought last time. Here's some ideas on how to make this better. And we kind of just have a big meeting and lay everything out in order and pick what we want to do with the car. Um, And we did. We went with some stuff we thought was going to help. What we had fought the last few times at Bristol, uh, I think, you know, in hindsight, one thing we kind of miss is we haven't had a day race at Bristol in, like, two years because they get rain delayed. That's a good point. So even the spring races in 15 and 14 were nighttime events. That's right. So I think um, we might have dropped the ball on that a little bit because we were so focused on getting him to turn better that we ended up too loose off, and that was part of our problem this weekend. So what are you thinking about Richmond? I think we got to take what we learned this week about the day race because it's going to be a similar situation where we haven't been back there for a day race. Um, We do have some good notes, hopefully look back when that – there was a day race that got rained out on Sunday, ran on Monday during the day, so try to go back to something that. Um, I think what he said, you know, just without having looked at anything yet for Richmond as far as trends and what the day's going to do, the grip off is probably going to be huge because it's always an issue at Richmond, let alone during the day when it's hot and slick.
2: But how much does this new downforce package sort of nullify the previous notes?
4: It it does and it doesn't. Uh, The trends of what the track is going to do between – Different time frames and different conditions will be similar. The overall setup is tweaked because of that, um, just because of the fact that we everything changed so much aerodynamically, and that's so huge. Do you can make all A's in math? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, joking about TJ doing math. Unfortunately, we weren't on the pit or on the front stretch pit road to help him do the math. Um, I, I was going to say, uh, you we got would, too we many would math do it if we were down there. there to have TJ counting uh, counting cars. Like w- again. I didn't make an A in statistics. That was the one I didn't get. Is that right? But I don't consider that math. Does Greg Ives know this? <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Were you all concerned about tires at all after seeing what all JTR was going through?
4: No, we were right away, but we heard chatter about them having heat issues and this <laughs> and that. And and when we got our first few sets of tire wears, we felt like, okay, we're not going to have those issues. But, you know, initially when we started seeing it happen, we're like, okay, you know, maybe we need to be worried, especially because we stayed out in that yeah. first start and somebody had blown a tire but dale does a great job taking care of his tires anyways but
3: i just thought it was kind of funny that there's a lot of things that plagued the field but none of them really plagued y'all yeah it was like the well, only thing that hurt like y'all the, was the thing at the very beginning
4: it mainly plagued the gibbs cars they were all fast hmm. but they all hit the wall except the 19th it, right. yeah. it was pretty interesting
2: they all blew tires all right, well, we're going to review this race uh, through the radio chatter. It's the Nationwide Radio Chatter Replay. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 1-855-346-9130 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. Nationwide is on your side. You know what else is on your side, at least for 100 laps? Peyton Manning. Did you talk to Peyton Manning?
4: Yeah. Uh, really cool, really cool experience having Peyton there. Um and really the the classy um, individual you see on TV is just what you get, you know, with him. He walked in the truck, shook everybody's hand, introduced himself like we all didn't know, it was Peyton Manning walking in the truck. Um, we had our pre-race meeting and he was there, and, you know, Greg gives us uh, words of advice for the race and team moments and stuff, and then we asked Peyton to break down our meeting. We always get together, somebody somebody on the team, we pick somebody every week and it's like, "Hey guys, we got a great car, blah blah blah, win on 3, you know." So we asked Omaha. Like, <laughs> it, I was joking all week at, all week that Omaha on 3, right? But uh no, so we asked Peyton if he would do it, if he would break it down and and he like in the moment just showed what a great leader he has always been obviously to do what he did, but threw it on him in the moment and he was like, all right, cool, guys. He gave us a little speech uh, really, about communication, working on our weaknesses and our strength, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, uh, and we're going to do the nationwide jingle on three. I want you all to do a hmm, 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 No. So that's wow. Actually that happened. is cool. <laughs> that's incredible. It was really cool experience, and it was it was hilarious because that picture that was going around yep. where we're all in the huddle with him or whatever. Um, it was right when he told us we're going to do the Nationwide Jingle, so everybody's laughing because it was kind of funny. So then we That's broke it cool. down. And I saw that picture. It's a great picture. It's uh, I'm sure it's the, on Nationwide88 uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but check that out. Peyton Manning right there in the middle of it. and all you guys, y'all were smiling,
2: so I, I didn't know yeah. what the what the joke was. He but there
4: it is. He just said the Nationwide Jingle thing. I mean, what better to get you pumped up to come back from two laps down than a speech by Peyton Manning, man. That's right. <laughs> well, all right, so
2: here's the radio chatter replay. Uh, be prepared for a lot of uh, I don't know A lot of drama because that's what we do <laughs> Always
1: Hi buddy Couple to the one to go here man Make sure you check out the we one last time man Got some awesome guests here today man It's been a good day, let's go have some fun Long day, just be patient guys Tight bit road Safe. be smooth. Work hard. We'll get all our fans on now. Front and rear fans and your brake fans. Great, great, great. Rolling good, rolling good. Stay high here. Stay high. Stay high. Stay real high. Stay real high. Stay real high here. Stay real high. Clear low to the pit road here if you need to. clear low to the pit road. Come on down here. Come on down here. Coming to you guys. That's the issue. I ain't got no power. Cycle the UCU. Looks like we had an issue with battery one. We're right now on battery one and 2 You're doing a good job out there. Way to fight back. Back up to 16. We'll slowly chip away back. Get us in the top ten. Then get us top five. Battling up there for the win there. So bumper clear up. P 10 right there. Nice work. Real free, you know. Just can't get any rear grip. The track's free enough, so we can make a barrier adjustment. You're doing a good job. This thing is gotten no over here grip. Okay, 10-4. T4 right now. Second row outside, that's the leader in front of you. Been doing a great job on the restarts. Ready, great, 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 All right, you're rolling good, and clear low, clear, clear clear Looking inside the 41, you're clear, you're clear. Clear, clear, clear. Got to use the buffer, door bumper, clear, clear, clear. White right flag, no pressure. Right with you. Right wing, clear.
4: Check
1: your flag. Good work. Oh, man. all right. We well, hit us. You hit a difficult <laughs> yeah, difficult record there. As I can tell you, you finished second with the 15th. to team work. We'll get the car better. Make sure you get the pit road well. Did an awesome job, team. That's a way to fight through that adversity.
2: And That is the nationwide radio chatter replay. Travis, what, what is, what would be worse? Is it the power? Uh, shutting off at the beginning of a race,
4: or would it be uh, going without Dale's radio chatter feedback? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the fe- the feedback. Like, we can come back from bad incidents on track, but not having any way to tune on the race car and make it better for him and have any indication of what to do. You know, we could have things to watch him on track and guess at what it's doing, but having him tell us is is 90% Is there a contingency
2: plan for that? Like, is there a backup? Like, do you guys know
4: signals or something that you could do? In there's in there's backup batteries, and we've talked about, you know, like, if we don't hear you for however long and you can't hear us, you know, wave at us while you go by or whatever, so we know to try to switch the radio um, when he comes in the pit. And we would be you. trying those things for sure. but
2: All right. Before we head to Reaction Theater, let's do a speed dial with ESPN's Marty Smith.
5: <laughs>
1: speed dial.
2: All right, we got my man Marty Smith from e s p n on the phone right now, Marty, give me the lay of the land.
5: Where are you right now? What are you wearing? I just appreciate <laughs> you getting my name right, Michael because norm, you know I've been called Marty Stewart. I've been called Marty Reed. I've been called Snyder Marty, Marty Snyder, Snyder yeah. uh incessantly yes, it's crazy. I was a couple weeks ago I was at the University of Michigan spring football game. This old boy, I was walking by the Port of Johns. that shouldn't be surprising. You were walking out of the
2: Port of John. don't be I,
5: actually I was. I, not in this particular uh, instance, but normally I would be. Uh, I was walking by the, the, the row of Porta Johns over by the media lot, uh, heading into the big house, and this old boy came a- sprinting after me. And he's like, Marty Stewart, Marty Stewart, Marty Stewart. And I said, No, no. And he goes, Oh, damn it, Marty Reed, Marty Reed. I'm like, no. <laughs> I said, I appreciate you getting my first name right, brother. You have a good day. Man, what is your name? My name's Billy Lee. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Well, I'm at home for 10 minutes, Michael. Uh, It's nice. And I enjoyed my weekend. I spent Saturday with Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes, and I spent Sunday with Redneck Jesus. There you go. Redneck Jesus and and, and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. That's a a hillbilly's heaven right there, son. And I want to
2: get to that in a second. But,
5: you know,
4: you you were
2: at – you
5: just this weekend
2: visited two places that are arguably, like, on the short list of greatest sporting venues that this country really has to offer. The first yeah. had 100,000 people watching a glorified scrimmage. The second had what looked maybe to be half full, and that might actually be You're being generous. generous. Yeah, to watch an actual NASCAR Sprint Cup Series race. What did you make of
5: that? Well, first, let's get to Ohio State. You're right. I mean, it's, it's one of those uh, – the horseshoe's one of those places, and that fan base, you being an Alabama guy, you can relate. It's one of those 10 or 15 fan bases in college football that, lives, breathes, eats it. It's their whole identity. And they appreciate those kids and they appreciate you know what Coach Myers built. And it's fascinating to watch. I mean, he called them out. He said, look, we need 100,000. We need to break this record. And they all showed up. They have fortunately had a beautiful day. Uh, it was amazing to be there. I have grown to know that man pretty well now and got, uh, built a great relationship with him. And it's always fun to be around those guys. Now, Bristol... Uh, I've been surprised in the past about how the spring race has fallen off. I don't want to say I was surprised about Sunday because that's the wrong word, but I guess I'm sad. Um, They have to do something, and I appreciate amenities. I love that Jerry Caldwell and Bruton Smith and Marcus Smith and their group has, they, they continue to raise the bar at all of their tracks about Fan amenities and this colossus thing, this huge TV they got center hung at the track is beautiful. It's stunning. But they need to fix the place. Uh, It's about racing. And as Bill France Jr. always said, competition first. The racing has to drive everything else. And that is not working right now uh, for what the fan base wants to see. And then there's also the subject of ticket prices, they're very high. And if I am, you know, if I'm a guy who's working 412s at the factory and I love NASCAR racing and I'm in that market or I'm in, you know, in the, in the North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, the, you know, those types of states that are kind of in that driving distance region and I'm out there killing myself to keep the lights on, but I love NASCAR, I'm choosing the night race eight days a week over the spring race. So if you have to choose... Between spending your fifty bucks at one and spending your fifty bucks at the at the other, you're spending your fifty bucks at night.
2: Yeah, but they just and, they changed this date just a couple of years. Was it a year ago or two years ago. I mean, it used to be in March, and you got it back in uh, to where it's a little bit warmer weather. And I, you know, I don't remember crowds looking like that in March. No, uh, they were better.
5: It just, it's just, honestly the only word that works for me is sad and you know i I can sit here and I can uh, try to fix it, and we can armchair quarterback it all day long, but I think if you have prognosticated and you've seen the numbers and you're two weeks out or whatever that is, and you've sold fifty thousand tickets to a hundred sixty thousand seat venue, maybe you may, may maybe you eat that loss and you go out to y m c a s or you go out to uh, high schools or you go out to places that are establishments that have 12 to 18-year-old kids and you give them away. Get butts in the seats and build your fan base. Yeah. Something. Because that just doesn't look – I mean, dude, yesterday or you know, Sunday's race, it looked like a Friday practice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what practices used to look like right there. That's true. Well, you know, and we, and we're no experts in this, and, and I, don't want, I don't mean to put you in the hot seat on that. I just You went from one extreme to, to what I felt like was the other in a matter of 48 hours, and so that's why I wanted your take on it. But uh, we'll move on to what you are uh, are experts in, and that is uh, being a redneck.
5: I'm real good you, you at that. You realize you're a redneck, right? I am very good at that. Although, isn't it weird? You, you can't – people that try to do Southern accents, like I watched that Nashville show. Yeah, And those people that try to do those southern accents, it's not like they do a bad job, but you can tell that they're from, like, New York. It just blows my mind that on the Twitter, so many people say that my accent is fake. Do they accuse you of that? Every day. God, like, when have you they ever not had this accent? Up. Like, like when
2: have you never not had this accent? That's impossible for somebody to say that to you.
5: It is, in fact, if you say, I can't win because I got that contingent, and then I had the contingent on the polar opposite side that are like my buddies from Giles County back home who are like, man, you've gotten all highfalutin. You don't talk like us anymore. (laughs) Well, which is it? I don't know. I can't win.
2: I can tell you right now what it is. I I can tell you what you want to win them back. You want to win their hearts back? Take a big old bite of that
5: banana mayonnaise sandwich. How about the banana mayo phenomenon? I almost asked Junebug about it yesterday, but I felt like the whole world already knows about it.
2: Well, I mean, I, but you are like, now I'm saying you are a redneck. I know you. We oh, are yeah. we are good friends. But you are also health-conscious redneck. And so yes. I would almost bet that mayonnaise is not in your diet. No, I, I don't eat it. Okay.
5: Uh, I, I refuse to eat it. In fact, if it comes, I'm not a send-the-food-back kind of guy. But if I order a sandwich with no mayo and it comes with mayo, I will take the knife on the table and I will scrape so much mayo off that half of the bread layer comes off.
2: Yeah. I Del, don't do mayo. Jr. And I like, know
5: that that's against, like, the redneck credo, but it's just not my thing, man.
2: Dell Jr. would be like, hey, you going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs>
5: What you gonna so he'd put do, some what Doritos you? on it and just slurp it right on <laughs> up, wouldn't he? Right, just to act act like cheese dip, right? Cheese dip, oh, yeah. He'd well, stir it up and make Dale Jr. cheese dip. I guarantee you that somebody's going to do that as soon as they hear this.
2: Well, uh, you you did an interview with Peyton Manning. We saw it on ESPN last night. I now, I, I'm curious, because Dale Jr. said that he felt like Peyton was overwhelmed by the whole spectacle. Uh, Dale even mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, he said that uh, it, Peyton was blown away at how – uh, how available the athletes in this yep. sport are on game day. You know what I'm yep. saying? But He says on our game day we are closed off and in our zone and, and we don't have to do all these meet and greets and everything. But he was blown away by that. What was your impression of Peyton Manning and the time that you had to spend with him?
5: Yeah, I mean, it It kind of was. I think that that he – for for Junior to come into the interview that I did with those two guys, Kind of tells a lot. Tells me a lot because Peyton, Peyton wanted Dale to be a part of it, and I loved that. I thought that was really cool, and you know, to to incorporate both of them into that same conversation was, you know, that can be challenging. But I know Dale so well, and I'm we're so close that I had great confidence that it was going to work great because I knew that. Dale would work with me on it. And it was weird because I had already interviewed Junior live on sports Center in the morning. So that was the second interview I'd done with Dale in like an hour. And so Peyton comes up and I, I can see, let, let, let's back up a minute to what you said about the availability. I've heard that from so many athletes from other sports because it's true. And, you know, not only have I heard it from athletes in other sports, I've heard it from journalists that they kind of parachute into NASCAR. They can't believe when they come that they can just walk right up to some driver and, and either walk with them or be around them or see them in, engaging with fans or uh, make a wish or meet and greet or whatever that, whatever that is. And when they ask about it and you tell them, that is 38 weeks a year that they do that. It's not like this is a special Sunday. And it is a very unique skill set. Now, granted, it's, what they're, it's the way they're reared, so to speak, in the sport. They, they have so many moving parts that have to be appeased and greased in order to keep the wheel turning the right way, which in a, in a franchise model really doesn't apply, right?
2: No, it absolutely doesn't
5: apply. So, you know, Peyton Manning doesn't have to do that. Bryce Harper doesn't have to do that. Ken Griffey Jr. or who you know, whoever these other guys that come in, they don't have to do those things because their sport isn't reliant on a corporate sponsor. Ours is. That's right. And the business model demands it. Now back to Peyton, I loved my time with him, and uh, I, you know, I just to have the opportunity to just chat with him and have, have a little bit of fun and ask him about retirement and. Here, what he engaged, he and he and Dale engaged in was fun for me, knowing that they'd had a conversation that morning, and they, you know, Junior was like, "Man, you know, we just talked about the Redskins." Well, what the hell did he tell you about the Redskins? Man, he likes Kurt. We're gonna do well with him. <laughs> so uh, it was fascinating, you know. And then as soon as we got done, there was the, that dynamic again. You know, Junior's grabbing Peyton like, "Come on, man, it's time for me to be introduced." So. Off they go. yeah. And, you know, my, the, the most pressing question, I actually failed because to me, like the most pressing question coming out of the Super Bowl was not, is he going to retire or not? It was, how in the Sam Hill does Papa John get to be the first person <laughs> that you high-five after you win a Super Bowl? <laughs> and then I come back last night and I look at Twitter before I go to bed, and it's funny because I didn't even think about this. Like, Because after he won the Super Bowl, he's like, I'm going to go drink a whole lot of Budweiser's. Well, I had the opportunity right there to be like Peyton. I know a guy who has some Budweiser's.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I know a guy who can get you a Bud or two standing right beside you. Dang it.
2: He doesn't need Dell Jr. I bet no, Peyton he Manning a, he can get a butter. Too. I bet Peyton Manning can get his hands on a beer or two. Well, what do you think the bigger story was uh, from from Sunday? Was it was it Dale Jr. coming from two laps down to finish second uh, after those issues on lap one, or was it Gibbs Racing uh, having three of its four cars have all those early problems and then the one that didn't won? Or if I know Marty Smith, I would almost think that there was a a little part of Marty that just loved that Matt uh, De Benedetto finishing six right. story. Good for him. What was the, what was the story from Sunday?
5: Uh, uh, I just think it continues to be Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, you, unfortunately. When you, I saw uh, Jason Hedleski, Carl Edwards, spotter in a gym this morning. Jason works out in the gym. And I'm like, I don't know what y'all found, dude, but what did four of the first – It was that eight, the race eight, right?
2: Yeah, race eight. So
5: they've, they've won four of the first eight. And uh, Daytona wasn't a fluke. Because if Denny doesn't win, you know, Matt was leading in turn four. Martin was right behind him, which is a Gibbs car. Even, you know, even though front row, uh, furniture row is kind of its own thing, but it's a Gibbs car. And then you got Denny, who's right there to take the win. So, that's not a fluke. And Kyle Busch wins two in a row. And now Carl goes to victory lane. And Matt's been fast. They just can't close. You know, they've had issue after issue. So, it's amazing to see what they've done. And I talked to Carl Right when I got done with Junior and Peyton yesterday and they were, you know, Junior whisked him off to driver intros, Carl walks up. He's like, what's up, man? Good to see you at the racetrack. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're making so much speed. He goes, no, it's the littlest things that, mean, that, that, that add up to so much. So it doesn't seem like they found some great you know, new engineering trick. I don't know what it is because you know, guys like you and me and Davis, they could tell us exactly what they're doing, and we'd go, huh? Right. But uh, according to him, it's not like this huge gain. It's just little things that are really adding up to big gains. And it's been very impressive, and I don't see him slowing down any. Now, I was very impressed with Junior's rally to start that way and to make his way back through the field and to keep digging. Um, Over 500 laps was very impressive, but I'm always an underdog guy. Yeah. So, way to go, Matt.
2: Well, Martin, brother. I appreciate you. You know, I, I was just sitting here thinking. I bet Ryan McGee likes a banana mayonnaise sandwich.
5: I bet he does too. You, <laughs> you know, just he, know he does. Uh, you know, he he's not scared to. No, to you, bust out that old helmet and start you, you know, start <laughs> lathering up that bread.
2: <laughs> white bread, even. I, you know white, he doesn't even. Oh,
5: white <laughs> sugar full white bread. You yeah, yeah. You know, some of these old boys, they they're not a bit scared to eat simple sugar. They don't care.
2: Yeah, that's right. I could see little Ryan McGee eating there, watching Richard Petty race uh, on the TV, sure. eating a bananas mayonnaise
5: sandwich. Now listen, little Marty. Now hold on now, little Marty wasn't a bit scared to eat a banana mayonnaise sandwich, and he ate right? a million of them. And you know what was crazy? This is real crazy. We put cheese on it too.
2: Now, hold on. Let me try to let me try to process this information. This is a, <laughs> right, listen. We, let me tell you something. I, the last two weeks of my life have been around this sandwich, and now I've I've just had this new development that I got. got to understand.
5: It. You know, but listen. When I was a kid, we didn't have any money, dude. we were we we're pretty poor. My daddy busted his tail to keep food on the table. So we'd buy. It wasn't even Velveeta singles, man. It was like the Food Lion brand singles that Mama would buy, and we. would we'd eat banana mayonnaise. We throw that. We throw that food line cheese thing on it. The orange cheese. It wasn't no white American cheese. It was like rubber. It was basically like a piece of silicone that they just lop off and throw it in a, in some in some cellophane, and we put that on there and we'd eat it like it was the greatest thing ever.
2: What does that taste like?
5: It's good. It was good back then. <laughs> I mean, listen, my best friend since I was three years old, Mark Vincent. He's now a trainer for the Tampa Bay Rays. And old Bonesy, me and him. So. I can, we'd go to Sam's when I was a kid, right? And it was 60 miles away. Sam's was 60 miles. It was a big trip. And we'd load up in the car. My daddy's Datsun 210. It was yellow, canary yellow Dotson 210. <laughs> and we'd haul off down to Roanoke, and we would fill that Dotson 210 until the b- rear bumper was on the ground. And we would always, my daddy loved Reese's Cups, so he'd splurge on those Reese's Cups. Well, Bones and me would sneak those Reese's Cups, and we'd sit there and watch the Atlanta Braves, and eat, like, four Reese's Cups apiece and drink a Mountain Dew and, and like, be bu- bouncing off the walls, bro. So I haven't always been a health fanatic.
2: You, you don't have any problem bouncing off walls already, so oh, you didn't need any help in that category.
5: It drives Laney nuts. Like, nuts.
2: It's, Laney is a saint. They, Laney listen, is an angel, yes, Everyone can agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, I appreciate you being on the Dell. Junior download's been too long, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate all you do for, for ESPN and for all of the fans. I Don't listen to the haters on Twitter. A lot of us appreciate it, buddy, most of us. And so uh, you're doing good work, man. We're proud of you, and I appreciate you being on.
5: First-class people. I love y'all. See you, buddy. Later.
2: All right, it's time for reaction theater. Davis, did we have some good calls this week?
3: Yeah, I think there's some pretty good calls. There's a great song in here. There's a and, song and a celebrity.
2: <laughs> As a celebrity, yeah, fantastic. Let's hear it. Whose
3: job is to charge a god battery? You got one job, mother.
1: One job on the charge. God battery, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Battery that you hit the gas, you're me, right? One job, charge got the battery. I'm not an NASCAR guy, but put fuel in it, put tires on it, make sure the battery is charged. Hit that like A, B, B C, mother. <laughs> It'll be a hell of a race to come all the way up from
3: this.
2: Was that Dado? That was. He was at, so he's calling during from the, the things, race? <laughs> yeah. From the grandstands. Because it was pretty loud back there in the background. So Dado's calling from the grandstands. Yes. And and, and, and in the heat of the moment, doesn't really know what's going on, and he's calling Reaction
4: Theater. That's a man right there. I appreciate his effort. Let me clear it up for you. It wasn't the battery. So So sorry. But nobody cares about facts.
2: (laughs) We care about the nature of the call and how many profane words we can put in it. I mean, that was impressive. That was impressive. Nice job, Dado. Calling from the race. I love calls from the racetrack. I love them even more when the race hasn't even ended yet. (laughs) And in this case, it hadn't really even started.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, seven to go. Before anything happens, great job, Dale Jr., at 88 team. It's been a blast watching this race. What a great recovery. I'm excited. Looks like junior has got a chance here. He may get it done. Uh, Dale, yeah, and beer.
2: (laughs) So another call that was during the race before it ended. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder how many people – I didn't notice this, Davis. Maybe you did. I wonder how many people melted down um, on social media. It was pretty crazy. Right pretty obnoxious. I mean,
3: Travis said it earlier. Like, they felt the same way all of Junior Nation and everybody felt. I mean, their hearts sunk. I'm pretty sure all of Junior Nation hearts sunk, and they went to Twitter to vent. Travis, did
4: you
2: go to Twitter to vent?
3: I,
4: right did, yeah. I was I like, my phone <laughs> on top of yeah. the box. After we yeah. fixed it, I was like, gosh, <laughs> <is that> right? <laughs> 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 All
2: right, what's next?
1: Woo! I just walked out of the Bristol Motor I'm in traffic walking down the hill, and damn, damn, what a f***ing show today. Damn! Two laps down at the beginning, the second place. F-ing yes, that's how you f***ing do it. Woo! Dale yeah! Dale yeah. Can't add any more than that. Well, I tell you what, I'm sitting in church this morning and look down at my phone, it's lap three. Heck, <laughs> we're already two laps down about pulled a Mike Davis and threw my phone across the sanctuary. <laughs> but it didn't. And I was patient and church ends and I'm keeping track of my phone and next thing I know we got one lap back. We got both laps back and heck we're running top five all of a sudden. Hell yeah. And uh man, great recovery by the eighty eight guys, Greg and, and the over the wall guys for gaining spots on Pit Road, Dale's Will in that car and <clears throat> come home second after today. Uh, I couldn't be more pleased and uh, well, actually, I could because that 18 car got put in the wall about 10 times. Um, so, good day for NASCAR. Super cool to see Matt DiBenedetto, yeah. however the heck you say his name, him finishes sixth, and Trevor Bain finished fifth? What?
2: You know, that just gave me an idea. I'm talking about how awesome it is when people call from the track. I wonder if anybody has ever thought or would try to call from church No, no, I don't the, the fix service. for that.
4: Just... Don't look while you're in church. You that is there, you're is there is and then when you come back, everything will be fine. You won't even yeah. know we were two laps down. I'm assuming this church – I'm <laughs> assuming this guy's on the
2: West Coast because, I mean, church –
3: Yeah.
2: This is a I mean, it's definitely not a Baptist church. Yeah. Baptist church let out at noon. If it goes at 12.05, man, people start getting mad. There's a NASCAR race on. Next. Over?
1: Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed poor harbor? Hell no. Germans? And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough, Junior gets going. Who's with me? Let's go. What the f*** happened to the ECO he used to know? Where's its spirit? Where's its power, huh? This could be the greatest race, race of his life, but you're going to let it be the worst? Ooh, we're afraid to go with you, Junior. We might get in trouble. Well, just kiss his f*** from now on. Not me. I'm not going to take this. Kurt, he's a dead man. Dead. <laughs> Submarine Mike's right. Psychotic, but absolutely right. Junior's got to take those f- now he, can ha- he could have done it with conventional weapons that could take years and cost millions of lives. No, I think he had to, th- to go all out. I think this situation absolutely required a really futile and stupid gesture to be done on somebody's part. Let's do it! Hashtag Dahlia, hashtag nice comeback, hashtag
4: 15 beer flavored waters,
1: hashtag Mike Davis, and Datto suck. Wow. We don't have to
4: say anything other than, did he say the Germans from Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Well, do you know what movie that's from, right, Davis? Do you know what animal movie? Animal House. Yes, that's yeah. Animal House. Okay. Uh, you, but you
2: know, there are between Submarine Mike and his wife, there are synchronized swimmers that don't have the teamwork that that Submarine Mike and his wife put into <laughs> Reaction Theater College. <laughs> that was absurd. That
1: was so absurd. All
2: right, go ahead.
1: Well, I'm sick and tired of Mike Davis talking about where we qualify at. I think we need to qualify just start from pit road every race and we'll at least finish second or better uh so you stink because my boys are sitting here and i can't say the other word uh first name davis you're awesome uh you're awesome we just uh i can't can't, i'm so excited that junior was able to come through and finish still finish second the boys what do we have to say Hell
2: hell yeah get the family involved why is everybody hating on you today Oh, it's just its part of the deal.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of the deal. It's part of being Mike Davis. But, you
2: know, start, start, uh, starting on pit road. That's a thought, Travis. You want to try that next week? Uh,
4: we did this week. Um, yeah, pretty much, right. <laughs> we just rolled around to it after we bottled the field. We, next we don't want to do that again. Let's next not. week
2: we're going to chain Dale to the dashboard, and he's going to have to <laughs> oh, free himself like David Copperfield.
1: <laughs> What's next? So Junior starts the race two laps down. And finishes P2. We all know he's a heck of a driver, but anybody who's been cracking on Gray IFs this year needs to take a step back and realize that without his team and his quarterback, Junior never would have taken second today. They had a 10-place car at best, but I got to tell you, that team is focused, and that team works together, and they're gelling, and he's going to have a few wins this year. Dale, yeah.
2: You know, I do joke about this about having a flair for the dramatic, but to be honest with you, if I may be serious just for a moment, Travis. You guys really are kicking butt. I mean, like to 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 face all the adversity that you've had through eight races, and also understanding that qualifying is something you guys are working on and trying to get better. It's no no mystery there. Man, you're you're turning out some finishes right now that are keeping you right in the hunt. So when things start clicking, my goodness, you know, you'd be right there.
4: Exactly right. I uh, could not said it better.
2: And that's and, and, and that's the only compliment I think I might give you this podcast. <laughs> that's all I need right there, just one. All right. What's next? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Second place. Two in a
1: row. All right. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Way to find it out, guys. Way to find it out. I had no doubt we would
4: get up there. Heck yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. Enthusiasm award right Lots there. Of, that's it. Yeah. There you go.
2: What's next? to be a Dale Jr. fan.
3: He's got grit and he's got speed. And he had one hell of a race today out in Bristol, Tennessee. (laughs) So I gladly stand up next to you with a big Dale, yeah, today. From two laps down to second
4: place, go and get him, 88. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do we still pick a favorite? Because that, yeah. that, yeah, that, right that was gold right there. That's our
3: song, I think.
4: Wow. Wow. Who
3: that was, was that?
2: Do we know who that was?
3: I can text him and figure it out. I have his phone number. That's
2: interesting. But, wow. Good yeah, job. Good job. That was job. incredible. You know, do they, they play that God Bless the USA at Bristol, it seems like, every year. Um, I don't know. If they, and I think it's actually for the night race in the fall
4: because they do the, you know, the kids well, did sing it. the National they Anthem. They did it this week. Did they do it? Beforehand. I don't know if they didn't put it on TV, but somebody sang. Wow. Maybe it was oh, him. Impressive. <laughs> that yeah. was that was perfect.
2: That was good. <laughs> Very impressive. What's next?
3: Last one. Hey, Dale Jr. This is Double R, Rachel Ray calling. Hey, Mike. Hey, Taylor. I just wanted to call in and wish the 88 team lots of luck this season. You guys have looked strong each week, and I cannot wait to see you celebrating in victory lane. Now, I do have to say, I do not know – about the banana mayo situation (laughs) Uh, banana mayo sandwich on thin white bread i just gotta take a breath on that but you know what i do know about blessings in a backpack i love and support that i'm down with it
1: and i'm gonna pledge you because we have the 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 lookout for our kids those going hungry and those that we want to get proper nutrition in school I'm down with that, and I'm going to pledge 5K. Wow. So hey, I'll give you finish it off. And then hopefully
3: somebody will match.
1: So there you go. I hope to see you guys soon. Give them hell on the track. Dale, yeah.
4: Dale, awesome. yeah. Rachel Ray. Oh boy. Are you serious? If it yeah. weren't for the song, I might have a new favorite. That I'm yeah. cool. telling that you awesome. what.
2: Yeah. That really that was, was, Rachel that was Rachel Ray. That was Rachel Ray. Wow. She even gave it Dale, yeah?
3: She got a Dale, yeah, and $5,000. And
2: $5,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that's more important than the Dale, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. Finished off the fifty grand he exactly. was talking about. That's How cool
3: is that? Got to be a listener to know about Delia. Yeah,
4: Yeah, you would think.
2: Yeah. No, Rachel Ray. Then now I tell you what, guys, we've reached new Hi.
4: a new plateau <laughs> way
2: up are we're there, we're there. It only goes downhill from there.
4: Yeah. Where are you at, dang door bumper clear podcast? That's right, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any celebrities <laughs> calling
2: you, buddy. <laughs> Rachel Ray. C- thank you, Rachel Ray. We really appreciate that, and thank you for the five thousand uh, dollars donated. Uh, that right there means a lot to Dale Jr., I- I'm going to tell you. I mean, he mentioned it right there in the audio of his uh, recapping his race. He also mentioned uh, how much that fundraiser has meant to him. It ends this week. And so, uh, Rachel Ray calling Reaction Theater. That's got to go into the old Re- Reaction Theater Hall of Fame. It you is. So?
3: Is that the first celebrity to call Reaction Theater? I
2: mean, if Datto doesn't count, then yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. Let's think about this for a second. Who
3: else would have called Reaction Theater?
2: And I and
3: I mean, there's Reaction Theater celebrities like Dado, but like... But she's, like, legitimate. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a TV show. She's got a TV I show. I don't know if Dado has a TV show.
2: <laughs> Not yet.
3: Public access in Texas.
2: Rachel Ray might. and Dado might be a good TV show. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that's cool. Thank you, Rachel Ray. I don't even want to go to White Flag now. I just want to end it on that. But uh, we, we'll go to White Flag anyways. Be happy, Travis. Be happy, Davis. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> With the all-new Spy Dale Jr. paint scheme sunglasses, it's called Livery Series. They're available in the popular Dirty Mode, General, Dega McCoy, and Admiral frames. Get yours today at spyoptic.com. Let's throw the white flag.
1: White flag right there. White flag. All right. It's a light
3: week for Dale Jr. heading into his second final double-duty weekend of the year.
2: His second final double-duty? Do- second and final double-duty of the year. Oh, I got you. That's good year. for yeah. us. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's no, not good for us. <laughs> Travis is all – he's already forgotten his junior motorsports roots. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the 88 car I that got distracted. I got you. Reminder
3: that this is a stop on the Durham 2016 Tour special Junior Nation ticket offer for Saturday's Xfinity race. For just $20, you'll get a ticket in the race and a special Junior Nation fan section – no Kyle Busch fans allowed. And you will receive an exclusive Junior Nation 2016 Tour T-shirt.
2: Did you just add that Kyle Busch thing there? No. Or did Tyler, Tyler actually did, write Tyler that? that? Okay, that's yeah. funny, Tyler. Tyler's yeah. got jokes today. Yeah. Hey, Tyler's got jokes. But seriously, that's a good deal. $20. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so Saturday Xfinity Series race, Dale Junior's in it and the Helms car. You can go for $20. Yeah. That's doing it. And sitting in a section for Dale Jr. fans.
3: And because of that joke, this white flag is sponsored by Tyler Everstreet. There you go. <laughs> okay. so. All right. Um, also, our friends at Exalta are still chipping away at getting to 20,000 followers on Twitter, at Exalta Racing, and their Follow Me to Pocono sweepstakes. They get to 20,000 followers before May 13th, and Dale Jr. goes on to win the Exalta Weepate Winners 400 at Pocono Raceway. Exalta is giving away $88,000.
2: Okay, just stop right there. Travis, I don't want to say there's pressure on you here, but, but, but we're, we're following Exalta Racing. We're going to get them to 20,000 followers. Then it's sort of on you. If Dale Jr. wins Pocono then somebody wins $88,000. Are you understanding what we're saying here? I think we can have All you got, you got there. one job to do. <laughs> you got one job. I got one job, job every week, and I fail a lot more. We're doing the than heavy lifting <laughs> here. We're doing the heavy lifting. We're gaining the followers for Exalted Racing, which Exalta Racing, if you don't already follow them, they're putting out some fantastic content on their Twitter feed. So that's happening. It's on you, Travis.
4: Get Dell Wynn at Pocono. He'll do his part. I'm just
2: worried about the car start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
4: can handle that, man. We run good there. And the Exalt people are great when well, we've met them so far this year. So anything we can do for them would be awesome. There you go.
3: On to the weekend. Friday, Dale will have three practices, one cup, two Xfinity before qualifying wraps the day on the cup side. Saturday, Dale will be driving the number eight and Chevrolet in the Xfinity race. Heat races start at 1230 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Those will be two of those, 35 laps each, then a 140-lap main event.
2: What did you think about the heat races this past
4: weekend?
3: Um, I thought they were kind of boring, actually.
4: Yeah. They, yeah. I don't and it wasn't
3: much action. It's really
4: hard to pass there. Yeah. It's not a great place for it.
3: And, but everybody said like that they thought it helped all the teams tune in their car more for the main event, which made I thought the main event was pretty exciting. Yeah. So if, if it ends up being a good product in the main event, I'm happy for it. at Richmond International Raceway this weekend, they'll be selling the Dell Junior Banana and Mayonnaise Sandwiches. Again? That was announced Monday. Yep. And donate half the proceeds to the Dell Junior Foundation's fundraiser supporting blessings in a backpack. So that's two weeks in a row fantastic for getting some There's support from the tracks album. that's good absolutely on sunday dales driving the number 88 mountain dew, dew-, dew-, <laughs> mountain dew- <laughs> do do what mountain dew decision chevrolet do not shit. take that out <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> decision davis totally just had you might have to beat no, yourself do shit. <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs>
3: decision Mountain Dew, Is that a hard word to say for you? I was thrown off by the decision. <laughs> the number eighty-eight, decision car. All right, so
2: so so, tell us again what's happening with the decision car. The
3: decision Chevrolet in the Sprint Cup race, one p.m. Fox. Got it. The decision campaign launches today at MountainDew.com forward slash decision twenty <laughs> sixteen. Fans can go there and vote for either Mountain Dew Baja Blast or Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Everyone gets the most votes will be on the shelves later this summer.
2: <laughs> the Shoe Shishin's on the shelves. <laughs> the poor guy Do-shishin. got murdered by this. Yeah. Oh, man. Shoe so, Guess it won't be the, uh, the voice on the Do Shishin <laughs> commercials. Do-shishin. It won't be first name. <laughs> I have failed two auditions <laughs> this year. <laughs> All right. That's
3: about it. Should be an exciting weekend with Dale running both ways. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, well, we Davis. Got a theme to the white flag today. Davis,
2: Davis totally is going to be reading White Flag from here on out every week. This white flag brought to you by a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. That was funny. All right. Well, I think that's about it uh, from the Exalta studios here on this Exalta. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Exalta. <laughs> Travis, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, no problem. A lot more uh, sleep this week. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) I I love having you in the studio, man. You give a lot of credibility to this thing. I I would say we didn't come back to a second-place finish, but we did rebound quite nicely. Would you say so? No, Davis, I don't want you to say a thing. (laughs) A few embarrassments there at the end. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. We got lapped there at the end.
4: (laughs) No, we brought it right home. Rachel Ray brought it home at the end.
2: Rachel Ray. I'm telling you, man, that was exciting. All right. Thank you, Rachel Ray. Thank you, Marty Smith. Thank you, Davis. Thank you, Travis. This is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy.
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
2: Hey, Dirty Mo' Radio listeners. Make sure you follow at Exalta Racing on Twitter because if they reach 20,000 followers before May 13th, they'll partner with Pocono Raceway and give away $88,000 to one lucky winner, If Dale Jr. wins the Exalta, we paint winners 400. Go follow them at Exalta Racing. You'll be glad you did.